0: This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week podcast. We're talking Australian drama today, particularly uh, a new series coming to the ABC, Les Norton, from the uh, r- relatively new production uh, entity, Roadshow Rough Diamond. I've got the two principals, I guess, from the company, John and Dan Edwards. Uh, welcome, chaps. Give, give us a little bit of background. Of, now, your father and son, have you ever worked together before, before um, uh, Roadshow Rough Diamond?
1: Uh, no, I was only in um, doing freebies uh, as a child uh, for various you know roles as boy on the beach and kid that jumped off train on police rescue. But um, no, other than that, uh, we'd kind of tried to keep it quite separate. The closest we'd worked was a uh, Southern Star, and I was two floors below in sales working for Kathy Payne. Okay, um, but other than that, I have tried to work for competitors up
0: until um, the new business. Yeah. Now you, you come with slightly different backgrounds to this. Does, does that mean you sort of you, you split your duties across the um, across the uh, the company?
2: Sometimes we do, and sometimes we don't. I mean, we're not. We're um, we, we trying to be more defined in the way we do that. But it's um, um, Dan's brought to this, even though his background was in sales and the marketing of, of programs and. Um, um, and the executive function, he's in fact been quite creatively central in the three pro- or in the pro- projects we've done up to now. Um, they've been very much at his initiative, and that I uh, wasn't to say that that was unexpected, but it, it's, um, that's not reflecting the backgrounds, whereas my background has been almost entirely a creative one, um, less than a business one. And so we, it's a constant process of us defining those roles. Yeah. Uh, it, it varies from time to time.
0: Okay, tell us a little, I'll, I'll, before I let you go today, I'll ask you a little bit more about the company, but let's get on sort of topic and, and talk about Les Norton. Um, ha, give us a bit of background how this project came to Rough Diamond.
2: Well, this, this is an unusual one. As ordinarily, we develop our own projects, and it's very much um, uh, our modus operandi is to developing our own projects. This project came to us um Not so much in its early days. I mean, the writer had been working on it for a number of years and so on, but it was being developed by an American company. Um, The ABC wanted to have an Australian producer on it who they had a a degree of trust in. We were bought into it at that stage. um, When there was one pilot script and some ideas about cast and so on, Uh, we then developed the remaining scripts, which we did together, uh, together with the ABC, and then... um, um, and then as it happened just before we we're about to go into production oh, and, and we set up all the financing structures and so okay. on and, and, and did all that um, and just before going into production there was a there was some problems with the financing that came up and it ended up that the rights ended up coming back to us was the consequence of that um, the ABC and we uh, um, had to had to you know buckle down and, 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 and work out a, wa- a different way of doing it which we did. Um, Dan was central in that because of his sales background in that case, but we um, um, we put together a different kind of structure with the support of the ABC and Screen Australia and Create New South Wales, and um, um, it's it's now a project that, that we are the rights holders of, and, um, and we're in a very close, uh, very symbiotic partnership with the ABC.
0: Could I ask if any of the creatives who might have been in it on the early days aren't sort of as involved at the end as, as they might have been at the beginning?
1: Oh, well, no, I don't think that's the case because Morgan O'Neill was um, tasked with uh, adapting from the source material, the novels, um, and Morgan's still, you know, absolutely central to, to all things Les. I think he, in, in some ways he uh, represents uh, Rob Barrett, who was the original writer, okay. um, and he's in the room next door right now oh. plotting out series two.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Um, you've t- done some interesting things with the casting. You had a couple of big names um, and a complete newcomer, well, not a complete newcomer, but a, a new face in the, in the main role. Tell us a little bit about the casting.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess it all hinges on Les, um, and there were a number of ideas around who that could be. Some, some were uh, that we were looking at were people with big established American careers, um, we had just worked with Alex on Australian Gangster, which we did with Gregor Jordan, um, which one day will be showing, um, but can't for, at the moment due to le- legal reasons. Sure, and this did, is Alex
0: Bertrand. Uh, yes. This is
1: Alex Bertrand, and he's uh, he's in orbit six minutes of four hours of Australian Gangster, <laughs> which is re- wow. it's quite a different show, and he not only delivered, he was an absolute phenomenon, and. Um, we had seen him play this other role, which he speaks like an Italian Australian Western suburbs guy, um, and he's a gangster. Um, this is obviously a redheaded, back of Burke kind of country fellow um, from Queensland, and um, Alex had to kind of shake out his his gangster and and and, and get into, a, I guess, a new character being Les, and um, with a little bit of uh, faith from you know all the. The, the creative forces we went with Alex and he has I think um surpassed everyone's expectation
0: I've seen um, that first episode um David Wenham and Rebel Wilson are the names everyone will be familiar with um any any sort of background in, in getting them involved John and was was Rebel Wilson sort of hard to get she doesn't work a lot in Australia of course now
2: uh, Rebel was Re- Rebel was um always um in the imagination from early days and it, it took a long time to secure that um that's true and um we had to schedule very in a very kind of complex way to, to make it happen um and similarly david Wenham um was we again we just worked with david Wenham on romper stomper um and and we ha- had a very good relationship with him we presented him with the, the character of price David lives in Kings Cross, and um, um, he became quickly attracted to the idea of it, and and really jumped on board. He's been a fantastic Price Galicia in our view. Um, we we couldn't be happier with our central cast. It's um, it's been um, you know you, you need to sur- surround a new culper comer like. Um, like Alex with good people, well, he and Justin Rosniak are sensational, he and Kate Box are sensational, uh, he and Hunter Paige Lockhart are sensational. We're very, very happy with the central web of relationships. And, of course, with Sid Ziggier, who plays the love interest, is also a newcomer.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's worth saying for Rebel um, yeah. that she creatively uh, took that character somewhere we didn't expect. Um, we first went after Rebel for another role that we thought we could shoot out and do in a succinct few weeks She read the first couple of scripts and said, well, I'm more interested in playing that one, The Brothel Madam. And we went, oh, okay. And um, luckily she kind of flagged that in the writer's room and we ended up just, uh, I guess, uh, making that character younger by about 30 years than what she was initially imagined and just having rebel uh, in our minds. Um, So she was kind of integral to, um, you know,
0: the way in which we ended up shaping the show right okay okay the um could i ask you about the locations in that first episode it looks very much like you're in the cross in that uh alleyway where there's a bit of a punch on um that starts off the series is that actually up in the cross
2: yes it it is it's very close the the actual place that that the Kelly Club was based on, was in Kellett Street. That 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 location we've chosen is Kellett Lane, which runs okay. um, um, just adjacent to it and obliquely off it. Um, so it yeah, it is in the cross, and we shot in the cross as much as possible. Um, and then of, of course we built the interior of the casino. But yep. um, but yeah, we were in the cross as much as we could, and we we're obviously in Bondi. Yeah,
0: because it's set. I think it's 1985 is, is the the era, isn't it? Mid 80s. 85. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have been you been clever shooting the cross? Because it, it, the street scenes and all that look like the cross but but did you use is that current footage or did you find some archival stuff or is it a bit of both?
1: It's a bit of both. There's plenty of archival stuff and the ABC have really terrific deep archives. Um, but we also have uh, a terrific designer um, uh, in Sam Hobbs and his team really went above and beyond. They're changing they're changing signs and Um, street signs and shop fronts and and, and trying to get the right type of LEDs, Um, it was a mammoth task. And obviously there's some kind of careful framing at play because I guess with that, it's not so much um, the non-period elements, it's the fact that King's Cross at around 10pm to midnight, which when we're shooting, is absolutely empty these days. And um, the King's Cross in 1985 was heaving. It was just getting going at midnight. So (laughs) it's very, very different.
0: Yeah. Tell me a little bit about. Um, you've got some stars working on the production. You, um, some big names you see amongst the directors, amongst the writers. Uh, Jocelyn Morehouse, I think, does what they call the first block. Is that right? Somebody told me the other day the director that does the first block sort of sets the tone for the series. Is that right? That's very much the case. Yeah, we
2: we'd, um, Joss had had one little experiment with television where she hadn't done the setup, but she. She'd become attracted to the idea of doing it. She read the material um, and very quickly uh, embraced it mm-hmm. and jumped on board. And um, and as it happened anyway, the cinematographer who she normally works with, we were intending to be working with. So we, we had a very natural teaming between the two of them. And she very quickly took to the fun of the show um, and um, and saw... Visually, um, how she would like to attack it, and um, um, and so she was there right from the centre. And and she, you know, so she was a terrific setup director. The second director, David Caesar, has obviously done a lot in this kind of area with, you know, his, um, um, you know, mullet and um, um, and dirty deeds and um, um, idiot box. They're very tonally similar shows, so David fitted right in. Fadia aboud who's the third director. Um, we worked with just recently on Australian Gangster and um, we ha- are great fans of hers and even though this is only her second ma- mainstream piece of TV, she's a star to become. Um, and then Morgan, who's the creator, did The Last Block. So it's four exceptional directors, all quite different from each other um, and all with slightly different takes on the on the, the mood that, that Joss
0: set up. Uh, ten episodes um, that the season. It's sort of mid-range these days, isn't it? For a, for a, um, it's almost longer because a lot of uh, are now six, maybe eight episodes, but 10's one of the longer commissions. Yeah,
1: 10, ten, ten feels like the maximum <laughs> at the moment. So um, yeah, it's good to get a ten-parter.
0: part of. Yeah, uh, back in the day, you would have worked on a lot more than ten. Some years, wouldn't you, John? What, what What's the sort of most you've churned out on well, a, no, a year on a no series? No of the most.
2: Uh, Secret Life Bus was twenty two parts. Right. Um, Res- rescue was police rescue was thirteen. Secret Life was twenty two. Rush we started at thirteen, went up to twenty two, and finished at thirteen. Right. Um, they were the normal then, um, but I've also done shorter forms like Love My Way and 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 Tangle were both a bit shorter. Yeah. Um, and but I've also done a soap where you do um you do um, sixty five episodes in six months. So. Um, <laughs> Um, they're, they're all different forms from each other, but 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 tens a tens a good start to get up to get a show
0: underway and get it established. Sure, I mentioned the writers a minute ago. Talk to me a little bit about that. I think um, you, you mentioned Morgan actually wrote some of the episodes, and uh, I see was it Christopher Lee's name in there amongst it as well? Yeah,
1: well, no. John and Chris Lee have worked together on
2: I don't know how many. Oh, we've been for more than thirty years. Chris, Chris actually. Uh, wrote the pilot episode of Police Rescue um, he also wrote the pilot epi- or co-wrote the pilot episode of um, The Secret Life of Us um, he wrote How's That he wrote Paper Giant so we've obviously got gone back a long way together Chris wrote two Morgan wrote lots um, and two younger women writers, um, Shanty Gudgeon, um, um, wrote, wrote one, and she's actually currently in the story room the second series, and, and Jessica Tuckwell, who was her first main credit, she wrote one, which we're very, very happy with, and she's also in the story room for the second series. So those two younger women, um, their voices b- 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 are being heard loud and they're hopefully going to be heard even louder on the second series. Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and obviously also, just to chuck him in, Malcolm Knox, who we oh, um, oh, yeah. had... Yeah. who's a columnist with the uh, Fairfax Press, but he'd written his first screenplay with us on Romper Stomper. Yeah.
2: Sorry for... Okay,
0: and also a a novelist too, isn't he? He writes novels as well novelist. now? Yeah, oh, he's yeah. a great yeah. novelist, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so that's you now... You've got a good time slot, Sunday nights at 8.30. It's the, the premium slot on the ABC, I guess, at the moment.
1: Yeah, no pressure. Up against, <laughs> um, up against the big rea- reality franchises, it's nice that... Um, uh, 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 what do you call it, Ninja will have finished, but yeah. it looks like um, um, Got Talent. It's Got Talent, isn't it? it yeah. On Seven, it yeah. started really well. So it's it's. there's a lot of people watching TV, but for the most part they're watching the three commercial stations. Yeah. And uh, we often talk about Les as being, you know, you, you look at um, um, some dramas that appeal to the East Coast states or down the Victorian states, it feels like Les... Probably shares a similar audience to the commercial stations, so that the, the great challenge is going to be: is are we able to actually bring them across to the ABC to watch a drama on sure. Sunday? Um, but it's yeah, it's, it's an exciting slot to go out
0: in. Yeah, yeah. well, those catch up audiences are strong for drama, so that's um, well,
2: that's, that's true, and that's too.
0: that's important to the ABC, maybe more than the commercials. Well, for both, I mean,
2: but this no. is a this is a much. Broader show than you would expect to see in the ABC on a Sunday night. I mean, the ABC Sunday night traditional audience is older and female, mm-hmm. and um, this has got plenty of masculinity about it, and it's also pretty raucous, and it's um, um, it's, it's pretty bold, as you can as you can tell from um, what it's done. But Sally Riley, who's the head of drama at the ABC, she's a huge fan, was a huge fan of the books back in the day, and she's been you know hugely supportive in. In us getting the tone the way that it is, we've we've I think we've created something that's true to the Bob Barrett world, even though he didn't actually have women with much agency in the books and so on. But we've actually done them. But I think we've done them in a way that's spiritually akin to where it belongs.
0: Yeah. Okay. We're recording this inside the um, the uh, rough diamond. Um, offices here at headquarters, before I let you get back to work, just give us a little taste of what, how's the company going, what, what's it like, sort of, um, you know, the buck stops with you guys, I guess, is that um, a bit of responsibility, is it also exciting, sort of picking and choosing you know, your own projects, I okay?
1: guess? I think the easiest way to, to give your picture is we're probably at 22 to 25 active developments. Wow. Um, out of those developments there's probably five uh, that we're you know, hopeful will <laughs> we'll see production in the next year. Uh, all of them bar one, uh, I guess in a way organically Australian, but are geared up as big international um, series. We've got one that's set in amongst the humpback whale migration from Antarctica to the top of Cape Tribulation, so the whole east coast of Australia, um, which has been done with the British, um, written by Alice Bell. Um, that's kind of what defines Rough Diamond the most, probably that, 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 that one show. A thriller that we're working with um, James Napier-Robertson and Cliff Curtis um, I guess a little similar to True Detective in some ways, but set in Quimbion, um which is you know somewhere that I don't think we've seen on television, but is is quite ambitious in its its scope. And then there is, I guess, you know, a number of other developments where we're looking to either work with the commercial broadcasters here or the, I guess the the primary market for drama is without ad breaks Mm -hmm. and you know preparing for that world where the commissions by and large um are coming from both domestic and international um for people who want to watch it when they want to watch it on demand um so um yeah it's it's exciting it feels that we're on the precipice of 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 really good times, but um, Australia as an industry, it, it also seems like it needs to adjust to keep you know Australian stories front and centre, or completely perish. Um, and if we're able to get it right, and legislation is able to get it right, it's you know it could
0: be a real, a really great time. Do, do most people now need to, um, when they? Picture show or make a program need to have some sort of eye on international sales, and is that maybe what you're alluding to about if we, you know, we need to be able to tell Australian stories, but that maybe won't sometimes sell overseas.
1: Oh, uh, no, I think I think you can if, if this, like you look at all the great films that have been hits um, like um, uh, Animal Kingdom and, and you know Strictly Ballroom and lots of just our, our great kind of really idiosyncratic Australian stories. If, it, if it's good, it will travel. travel. It will it, it, it will travel. I guess what I was alluding to is um, the majority of commissions at the moment are, are coming from um, a requirement to make Australian drama, and that requirement is only um, imposed on the commercial broadcasters. They have ad breaks. There will always be a market for drama. As soon as you get out of drama, you get out of storytelling, and it all kind of implodes pretty quickly. But more drama has been watched in any other uh, genre by far. So uh, the fact that, you know, Australia hasn't really been able to leverage that in the same way that the UK have. You know, Australia was a a much bigger international producer in terms of our exports uh, 15 years ago than the UK even was, and they they were able to come back and have have really gone on with it and have have, have seen to rival the Americans. I guess Australia were yet to to experience the full boom, which is... um, you know, down to the pod players, and I think Stans, you know, come out of the gates really strongly, and you know they've kind of got the turf to themselves at the moment. But mm-hmm. we're just hoping that that um, that we catch up probably through legislation, and and you know all these more ambitious stories are able to get commissioned.
2: Yeah, yeah. And even on a small scale, as Dan was saying, even the particular and the and very Australian shows like Mister um, In Between, for example, was made because. FX were required to make it for content reasons here, okay. um, but of course it's been an international hit mm. because it was particular. It did suit, you know, the, the broader international expectations of FX, and, it, and it's um, it's found its way. And that's that's we're working in that same kind of terrain. We're making particularly Australian shows, but
0: we're making them that
2: we believe can transcend our market.
0: Yeah. Just finally, look, you've, you've worked with Stan already on um, Romper Stomper, of course. Mm. You know, we're waiting, hopefully we'll be able to see um, Australian Gangster in the not-too-distant future. I'll, I'll give this a shot, you might be able to tell me, but um, do, do you know what's next? I mean, have you, are you will there be anything sort of in production this year, do you think, or will it be a little bit longer away?
2: We're, we're hoping that the heat run, which is our big project set amongst the whale migrations okay. we'd be doing some shooting around Christmas time um, it won't be the main unit shoot but we're hoping that and and you know there's a couple of our other shows that could actually get together and go quite quickly um, but we'll um, you know they're still in the works and we're, we're pushing those right at the moment. It was yeah. funny
1: but in Rough Diamond spirit like we didn't know <laughs> Romper Stomper was never going to be our first commission um, we didn't even know at Christmas when we are pitching it whether anybody wanted it and then we were told we had to deliver it. We were, we were told in January we had to deliver it by the next December, so that was unexpected. Australian Gangster was the same thing, completely unexpected. Les Norton came out of a trip that John went on at the end of the year, and again, it just the, the, these, these things seem to have a life of their own. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, you would like to hope it's one of the big flagships um, that are in development, but um, there's, there's plenty of others that will probably end up getting the breath of life before...
0: All righty. Look, uh, great talking to you guys, John and uh, Dan Edwards. Uh, thanks for your time. Looking forward to the rest of those uh, nine Les Norton episodes I haven't seen. Thanks. Bye.